This podcast is presented in a 4-3 format to preserve the integrity of Garrett's creative vision. I freaking hate you, dude! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny! That's, uh, that's annoying because it's funny! Ah, <laughs> uh, the new sacrifice comes, comes to, to you. you. Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Here Comes a New Challenger, a fighting game podcast, where there's also new bits every week. Today, Gosh. I am joined by Troy. Uh, hello? Mr. Austin. Now with deleted scenes and added CGI. And then me, Garrett, an extra two hours. <laughs> and uh, so, we were joined by a new guest today. They've done commentary on like Soul Calibur tournaments and a few other things as well. And uh, it's Kaylin. Hi guys, I am happy to be here. Hell yeah! That I makes one think... of us. <laughs> no, I couldn't think of anything sassy to say. Don't worry about it. You'll you'll <laughs> you'll, you'll get sassier as it goes on, like they do. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's really cool to have a guest every once in a while. I remember, I think you're our second guest at this point. And there's points where I try to, like, message other people. I'm like, oh, hey, you should be on here, like uh, Brett Bayon. But then I never hear back ever. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> GG's. We hung, out, worry, we hung out at Evo, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> do what you got to do, man. Anyway, um, let's do what we normally do, which is uh, the weeks. So, um, Troy, how's your week? Oh, uh, pretty good. Getting like a little better at uh, balancing schoolwork and uh, work work. Uh, I did order a cross up. Uh, those went on sale today or for like pre order. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, um, how much are oh, they? It's- uh, it's like. 250. Wow, so I'm responsible with my monies. Yeah, uh, it is a little expensive still, but um, I got paid, so I was like, I'm gonna be irresponsible and treat myself because, uh, yeah, I think they're really neat. If you don't know what it is, it's like Hitbox's new project. Um, it has the Hitbox buttons kind of like near where your stick buttons would be, and then it still has a stick on it, so. Uh, well, yeah, it seems really cool. So it, for me, it, it's kind of like a, I'm not sure I would really like Hitbox completely, but I still want to like try it out kind of. And then if I don't like it, it's like, hey, it's still a stick. But um, the real benefit kind of like shows with um, you have a bunch of new command inputs now with uh, the combinations you can do with your stick uh, and the cross up buttons. So people are showing off like, oh, look at this. You could do a lot of like Korean backdashes and Electric's easier in Tekken. Dang. Just break your wrist, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Break my wrist like a man. Yeah. Yeah. Be a, be a true Nauto player, not just one of those posers. Oh my god, I can do Nauto combos so much easier too. Probably, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, but then you have to play Nauto. Nauto's sick. Are we talking about uh, Kurogane? Yeah. 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 I, I, am I love Kurogane. Yeah. I love Kurogane as well. I, I was just hoping to bait you. 
Damn, yeah, I can't, won't work ever. Love that man. Dude, I pulled him um, in the uh, gotcha. I have him as SS plus. Thanks, yeah, Blaze gotcha. Blue, alternative dark war. <laughs> um, Just give me a new Blaze Blue game. Like, God. Yeah, yeah, dark war. <laughs> no. That's what you mean, right? Yeah, no. The, the hit that's what else what could you mean. possibly mean? That's the Blaze Blue game everyone wanted, right? No, and it definitely wasn't cross tag either. I like cross tag. But I, I didn't know. say it was bad. I didn't say it was bad. But you didn't just, say it was good. I didn't say, I said I wanted a legitimate new Blaze Blue game. That's, That's what I said. Well, welcome to my world as a Blaze Boomer. <laughs> yeah. I'm just seeing you clutching my CF. Being like Hibiki's in this game, he's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, Chrono Phantasm was legit, though. I didn't play that one a whole lot, actually. Um, I think it's just because whenever... I think that was around the time I didn't have a PlayStation 3 or a Vita. So I just didn't play that one at all. But I got mm. it, like, a few years later on PC, I remember, at least. And then CF nice. came out, and then that just... Dropped Chrono completely. Right. I, I apologize. You said CF, CF not... Uh, I was thinking Chrono Phantasm. You're talking about Central Fiction. My bad. Yeah, but no, I also um, played Chrono Phantasm at some point, just not a lot. Mm-hmm. But they're all really I, neat, though. Yeah. Oh. No comments. Okay. Continue, Troy. How was your, how was your week? <laughs> oh, uh, good, good. So, yeah, and then, you know, there's, like, a lot of people, because I also thought that, like, hey, this looks, like, pretty cheap, or this looks like it's cheating, but um, I was watching, like, Sagem talk about it, and him talking about, like, the hitbox community says, like, uh, I mean, if they're going to call that cheating, so, like, then they should probably talk about banning hitbox in general, because it's just hitbox still does it better. Because you're still using the stick inputs for a lot of it. It's just you're combining the stick input with a directional um, hitbox movement input to kind of do stuff. So it's, it's still doing the same thing. It's just hitbox, you take away the stick. Um, I feel like my but, brain would explode, dude. I'm going to be honest with you. I yeah, it does. I feel like it's going to be that. weird. It's definitely going to be weird, like, kind of thinking about, like, all the different ways I could do simple inputs. Like, I could do sick, or I could, like, start mixing in, like, um, how people are doing, like, dashes. It's just, like, holding back plus hitting the back uh, button on the hitbox. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's going to be a really fun time, like, kind of just relearning how to do movement again. True. But, uh, yeah, it just looks super neat. My I'm hand is, like, cramping up just thinking about trying to do that, like, holding the stick to the right and pressing the right button or whatever. Doing, mm-hmm. like, a dash yeah, instead I- of just doing but but. Or however you normally do, just like that and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. There's there's definitely going to be a learning curve to it, but I think once people do kind of download that mentality, I think they're going to find it is going to be a little bit easier because, again, you're not going to be breaking your wrists the whole time, you know, with movement and whatnot. So it'll it's just going to be interesting to see how much of the SGC kind of adopts it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely going to have, like, a fun time with it. They said... Um, they expect orders to get shipped by May, so that's not bad, really. Yeah, it's just like, like the a first batch. Mm-hmm. It's like a beta, months, yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so because of this, I'm like also getting back into tech and also because like I know we're gonna talk about her later, but Lydia, um, and she looks neat. I like her. She yeah. looks good. Yeah, she has a death punch or a death mm-hmm. fist. I'm like hell yeah. 
definitely, definitely in love. Oh, but we, we'll mm. talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still like just trying to learn uh, Master Raven because I was like the first character that kind of interested me in that game. And then Leroy came out. I was just, like, really? Yeah, Master Raven. Master Raven? Yeah. Just be, a, okay. just be a fucking dweeb like me and just play Noctis and be like, yeah, I like Taken. <laughs> no, you don't do that. You just that God, the, you play yeah. Jim Kazama like a real man and just be 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 a play Listen, Mishima and then play a real Tekken. Listen, I used to play a real Tekken character. I played Yoshimitsu at first. Oh God, oh, that's not a real <laughs> Tekken character. But then I hated myself, and I'm like, Noctis nah, looks pretty fun. cool. And then I'm playing Noctis. Yoshi doesn't play the game. <laughs> I guess I guess it does make sense that Garrett would only play the characters in Tekken that have swords. They're cool. Like Garrett, Garrett would not play the any character in Tekken unless they had a sword. I mean, I played Leo for like a little bit. But you just thought Leo like was cute. Leo. Yeah, yeah, Leo was cute. <laughs> like it's either they're cute or they have a sword. That's that's guaranteed. <laughs> I mean, Hazama doesn't have a sword, but he's cute. No, he's, he's not. Forgot. No, not yeah. it's it's cute sword and smug asshole. Oh, <laughs> smug asshole with a hat. Yeah, they have to have the hat. Yeah, but Jin doesn't have a hat. Yeah, but Jin's got a sword. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a trifecta. <laughs> it's the perfect logic. You can't beat it. Yeah. There's, there's a triangle of characters that Garrett's interested in, and sometimes they meet in the middle, but it's one of those three pillars. It's just one of those, like, super Venn diagrams or whatever. Yeah. Like the one that's, like, has a sword, is an asshole, wears blue or whatever. Yeah. And it's, like, in the middle is Virgil, but then there's, like, Jin is off in Jin one side. On one I side. think um, yeah. Satsuki from Kill a Kill is in one of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, gone to Tekken and then gone to more skull grills. Uh, I finally have a two man team that I'm gonna stick with. James has kind of like finally convinced me to be evil and oh, pick up double. Okay, what, yeah, what did you I, think I, I was gonna double, say? Yeah, double. if I should do like big band, <laughs> oh, no, I was playing I, big band before. I would much prefer him playing big band and double than Peacock. I never want to play against Peacock. Oh. Oh, don't worry. I would never. I he he mentioned Peacock as a good partner for Parasols. Like I'm never gonna touch that character. Yeah. <laughs> like I, that's like how that's one of my first interactions with uh seeing the UNT FGC was James playing Peacock. I was like, yeah, I don't want to play this game. <laughs> I never want to play against that. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's pretty cool. I mentioned wanting to play Annie, but I just didn't want to like spend money on her right now. And he offered to like buy me the season pass, but I respectfully declined because i don't i don't like when people spend money yeah my friend did that too recently um one of my friends noelle she was like yeah i really like the school girls because she likes fighting games too and um i remember her mentioning that and she was like why is she so expensive and i'm like i can just i can just get it for you if you want it's not that big of a deal for me i don't really have like rent to worry about but she's like no i don't and then i'm like i I really don't mind and she's like okay yeah, I, I, for me, it's like I just can't. I always feel like indebted, and it won't go away until like I do something, or I just be like, man, now I feel like I'm, I have to play this game because then it's like, oh man, they spent money on it. It, it just conflicts morals, listen, and I'd rather not deal listen, with it. <laughs> Paul bought me Blade Strangers. Oh God, I have played that game like twice. Yeah, you do not need to feel bad about obligated to play a game. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. 
Um, and then we've been playing some more Risk of Rain 2. Fun game, if y'all ever wanted to play. Yeah, I've heard of that. It's really I've heard good. good things about that. Yeah, it's really fun. It's like a nice like mix between the shooter and a roguelite. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> I guess the easiest way to compare it to something you've played is uh, Gunfire, kind of. Yeah, that's where my mind was going. Um, it sounds very that. Yeah, but instead cool. of uh, first person, it's a uh, third person. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, super fun game. Uh, I just been playing Artificer. She's like the mage. I can like switch between like fire, ice, and lightning attacks. I'm like, oh, that's so weeb. I love this. You should play the. You should play the robot. I like him. I don't like him as much. I've tried him. I just I need more mobility. And Artificer doesn't really have much mobility either. But at least she like can hover in the air for like forever. Yeah. But and then Omori, which. It's hard to talk about that game without getting into more spoilers, but oh boy, that game is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing and depressing. Yes, yeah. I, I can't play it if I'm having a bad day because oh boy, I would just. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of game you gotta be mentally prepped for, and mm-hmm. you, like if you're gonna play it, you just gotta go all in. You need to like you know turn the lights off, light some candles, turn on Evanescence or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's that's how I get prepped for Hades. Hey. <laughs> That's a fun game. Yeah. I still haven't beat it, but I just, I, again, it's one yeah. of those games I just haven't had as much time compared like, to other things. Okay, so that means that I have one. to derail the Amori conversation yeah. for a Hades question. Oh, God. And that is, have- what do you think about Dusa, Kaylin? Lo- oh, you go ahead. What was it again, what do you think? Of, what do you think about Dusa? Dusa, Dusa, Dusa. Uh... Oh, the little snakehead? Yeah. yeah. Okay, sorry. It's been a second since I loaded that game up. Um, it's She's cute. I mean, you know, kind of stereotypical, um, you know, kind of side comic relief, you know, kind of bubbly personality character that's, you know, kind of there to perk you up and whatnot. So I, yeah, I, I think, you know, it's a cute concept overall. Oh, yeah. Because I love her. <laughs> she's, you know, a, thing, she's a cinnamon roll yeah the thing it kind of it's weird and this is this might be a bit of a stretch but um the way you like interact with different people in like enemies and stuff in um in hades slightly reminds me of Disgaea, where you know you're fighting a bunch of these enemies but at the same time they're all kind of like their own races so you'll just talk to some other ones regularly who aren't like enemies and stuff like that and I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I can totally see that. Then it just also yeah. has like that um, that whole like comedic element to it too about hell. Mm-hmm. Or like in uh, Hades, hell is just this really weird like um, I think it's almost the same thing actually where it's like a weird bureaucracy. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely that. And the demons are just all vying for power and to be the next leader of hell. You know, that's very much that. And plus, um, plus paperwork. <laughs> paperwork oh my god I'm actually working on a few like as voice acting exercises I'm actually working on a few characters from Disgaea um, definitely right I love Laharl Laharl's fun to do yeah he's the uh, um, vampire from 4 right uh, no. no 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 that's um, that's uh, what's his name uh, I love 4 what's his name uh, it'll come to me no Laharl's but, um, the guy from 1 right uh I think originally, but I think, no, I think he's from one of the most recent ones. He's like shirtless. He's got the blue hair with the, 
little squigglies coming off of it. I don't know how to explain them. Um, I don't know. But I'm pretty sure he's from a recent one. Oh, okay. I'd have to actually look look at the thing. Let me look it up real quick. Yeah, I know one of my other friends is also playing um, Amori to get back on topic of that. Because mm-hmm. I think Jack has started playing it too, actually. Yeah. Um, again, like, kind of hard to talk about without getting into spoilers, but kind of like hit the main point. Don't play it if you're having a bad day. Be prepared <laughs> for like what could happen because it starts off like kind of it's a fun cute game with no kids in this kind of like magical world fantasy stuff and then boom it's actually like some stuff happening in like real life too that's connected and you don't completely understand what exactly the relationship is between like these two events going on um but it's good it's so good i love this game (laughs) it's also really beefy too i think it's like a 20 plus hour rpg yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. Um, it's not. Yeah, I don't think really think that's like super beefy. I think that's like a pretty healthy amount, I guess. Like it's not super short. Yeah. Um, but it's not something you can just like blow through all at once. You've lost me here. <laughs> you guys have gone in a direction I I don't know anything what we're talking about anymore. Yeah. But that, that was it for yeah. That's basically my week. <laughs> just this that game. <laughs> Um, I did look it up. So Laharl is actually a very like consistent reoccurring character all across the franchise. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. He's made a lot of appearances. Okay, that makes sense. Because I remember him yeah. and uh, Etna are in one at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alrighty. So how was your week, Austin? It was alright. Uh, I don't really have much to talk about. Playing a lot of KOF. Uh, which like came KOF, away? KOF 2002. Uh, I booted up 13 for a little bit, and I find a hard. I, I find it like um, I wouldn't say difficult to find my team, but like few characters feel really, really, really fun to play in that game. I kind of got my team figured out, but then I tried to find a game online, and there was no one online. Just play uh, Ash. Easy. I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm good, Garrett. I'm good. Uh. But I think I, I landed on like Raiden, Hua, or Hua, Huang, Hua, H-W-A, Hua, he's the, the Muay Thai guy that isn't Joe, and then uh, Robert, I like Robert a lot in that game, he's fun. He's the, uh, Hua's the guy with the weird head, right? I mean, he it's a normal size head with a, a thing wrapped around it. Yeah, there we like, go, that's it. Muay Thai headband. He is a bit gremlin looking, though. He does kind of look like a goblin man. But anyway, yeah, uh... But I'm mainly playing 2002. I've been just jumping around that roster a lot and really having fun getting to know that game. That game's that game goes from being like really easy, like I, I get it, I understand the game, and then like play a couple matches online. I'm like, all right, I know what's going on. And then sometimes I'll play against somebody and I just like don't understand how to beat. Like they run up, do two moves, and I go, all right, that's negative. And it's like, oh no, that's plus. Up and it's plus again. Up and it's plus again. Up, I'm guard broken. I'm dead. And it's like <laughs> I. I just kind of suffer under the pressure of like rush down in that game really bad. Um, but yeah, that it's been fun. And then I've been playing overwatch for some reason. Still, I just find it fun to play with friends online doing good in yeah. comp. I just hit gold on DPS. So I'm, I'm doing something right. Um, but I, yeah, it's, it's just overwatch. There's nothing special. There ain't nothing good to talk about it. Just it's overwatch. 
Um, <laughs> that's it. I'm looking at my Steam list if I play anything else. I don't really wasn't really playing anything. I watched the Snyder Cut. There we go. That's what the about the ask. Uh, the yeah, four watched, hour long movie. I watched it the day it came out. I got home from work. I cracked open a beer. I, I booted it up. I suffered. Uh, I say suffered mainly because I started half of it. I got called to go help someone out with something. I went and did that. Came back. Finished it. And then I went to bed at like 3 a.m. to the four hour long goddamn movie. When you get home at 6 o'clock, you have to watch it at 6 to maybe get done at 10. But when you watch it from 6 to 8 and then you're gone for two hours, then you're watching it from 10 to midnight. But then you also have to pause because you have to eat dinner at some point. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a long it was a long movie, but I uh, you know what? Good, it's good. Like, it's fine. It's a perfectly good, decent movie. It's a little too long for my taste, and but like I was invested. I was having a good time. I watched. I I don't think I'd watch it again anytime soon. Yeah, no, but. that's like I already get like annoyed at three hour long movies. Yeah. So if it's like, oh, it's a four hour long movie, it's like, no, I can't. And since I'm that person that whenever I watch a movie, I tend to watch it in one sitting. Yeah. Because I don't want to be like like a, the class thing, you know, where you watch it at school and then you come back the next period and it's like, oh, where did we end? And you start like yeah. a little bit before or a little bit after or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to deal with that. Same. And like the movie's just really long. Like that's my only complaint, really. It's really, it, it's really long. It's not nearly as preachy or bad as I was expecting it to be, but like it was, it was pretty good. I had a good time. I finished it. I wanted to finish it. I left like, oh, that was a pretty fun time. But that's it. it. I could do. I'm writing a whole paper on it, so I'll I'll have a full paper on the whole thing. But okay. you know, it good time. I'm probably uh, that's never it. gonna watch that because it's too long. I, I, you know what? If you are not interested in a four-hour-long Zack Snyder Justice League movie, you honestly shouldn't watch the movie because you probably will not get a, like an hour in and be like, "Damn, I'm really glad I invested this time." Like, <laughs> just, just don't watch it. Go watch something else. I'll watch the uh, the I'll watch the Justice League. I'll watch the now. I'll watch the two-hour-long version, the the original cut. Yeah, uh, God. that'll show you. That would show me, actually. So then I can have Aquaman be funny and go booyah whenever he does stuff or whatever he does. God. No. Stop. Because Aquaman was the funny man. It's bad. All right. Yeah, that's all I got for this week. Okay. I may have done something else, but I don't remember. I feel that. How was uh, your week, Kalen? my week's been going pretty good um are we talking about this current week or kind of like last week going into this week or? uh like last week going into this week is what we normally do sure okay cool yeah um i guess it's going okay so far i mean really nothing out of the ordinary for me just trucking along at work um actually overworking myself because i'm a workaholic but <laughs> that and um game wise um you know just playing some soul caliber is always just keeping up with that community and all that data that's, you know, going on and uh, that scene. Um, I've been playing a lot of Neo too. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Loving it. Um, I So I do have a couple mixed feelings about Neo too. It's, uh, let me say this first and foremost, it is a very good game. It is a very fun game. So I definitely, you know, definitely play it. Don't let me dissuade you from that. Um, 
That being said, my friends and I play with, you know, a set group of friends because uh, you can actually party up in it, which is cool. Um, and there, there are definite bugs here and there. Nothing like major or game breaking or whatnot that's going to make you, you know, just not want to play it anymore. Just just little things here and there. Like, for example, my one friend, um, this didn't happen to me, but for some reason, he the cutscenes wouldn't play for him. Which is pretty annoying, but nah, um, that's a feature <laughs> Get, gets, oh, you to the, gets you to the sloot faster. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, in involuntary not watching of cutscenes. Um, so that was a thing, and uh, I did have some gripes about just some of the the hit and hurt boxes in the game, and some of the enemy tracking, yeah, and whatnot. It's in my opinion, I, I I actually post this in the um uh, the discussion group on Steam, and it's it's got kind of like a back and forth on it. You know, some people think it's just like you know that's just how the game is. You're not dodging correctly, and other people are like, yeah, the tracking's kind of garbage. Um, so in my opinion, it's more so some of the bosses, but it, the, the tracking is just it's so just it's so bad. Yeah, like, the command grabs are very annoying to deal with in that game, mm-hmm. and it's it's just hard to dodge things um, appropriately because, you know, if you do dodge in time, you get away from it, then the hurt box of the enemy is just still so big that it still catches yeah. you, or you know, you dodge and then the enemy, you know, their attack, which is you know like a linear, a very linear attack at times, will just completely auto direct to where you landed after you dodge and still hit you and it's like it's also like those in the game that's very unforgiving where it's right justified to get one shot mm-hmm. and i mean well it's that's why i call it for people it's like japanese dark souls pretty much right yeah um, that's how i thought of it um but i've heard um more i don't know adventure roguelike too yeah it's yeah, uh absolutely. it's uh very also very diablo-y yeah, I don't know why I said yeah. like that's not what I meant. <laughs> oh, you're fine. It's okay. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Um, and like, I'm all for a game being hard or difficult or challenging or unforgiving. You know, I think that's that actually puts a lot of um, you know, flavor and a whole different experience into it. But at least make it fair. So, like, if I if I lose or if I die in a game, I want it to be because I messed up. You know, I did something wrong, not because. I made the correct decision and still got punished for it. So that's that's my two cents. But still, I I love the game. It's a lot of fun. It's really it's beautiful. Yeah, the graphics are it's so pretty. Um, and uh, the one one thing I do have to give them a lot of praise for is their character customization. Customization. Yeah, it's a um, lot better than a Neo One because Neo One was just like here is uh here is a Scottish um Scottish girl. or irish he's one of the two he's either scottish or irish but yeah just here's Geralt, but not really um you can maybe and then your armor makes you look like that but that's it right yeah so i like the fact that um you can make your own you know persona in the game and there are just so many options that you can do to mess around with it and then like once you you know are done creating a character you can generate a code for it and like save it or you can like give it to somebody else and they can use, you know, that 
um, that customization that you made in their game and stuff, which is really, really cool. Yeah, it reminds opinion. me of um, Code Vein like that, because I'm pretty sure they did something similar where you can save the uh, the look or mm-hmm. the templates or whatever and then just load it up when you're doing character customization to make it quicker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Neo 2 is definitely a lot of fun. Um, uh, you probably heard Garrett mention it before, but I play a lot of Gunfire Reborn as well. Um, I don't know if you guys have played. It's kind of like a, a first-person shooter roguelite in a sense. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's not really super difficult. It's a really, really low learning curve, so you can just hop in and pick it up pretty quickly. Um, and yeah, it's still a very early uh, development game. So there's only like three like levels all together and like three main, main bosses and they just came out with their fourth character that you can play. So it's it's ongoing development and they kind of update it every um, quarter of the year. So like the next update will be sometime this summer <laughs> and whatnot. But um, yeah, definitely, definitely fun. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever um, played it personally, but I have like seen it around. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's cute. But other than that, yeah, just chuck it along, work, working on... Um, some VA stuff for some projects and, you know, try not to go insane with, you know, the world as is right now. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. I used to work in an office, but when all this happened, I work from home now. So I've just become such a hermit and I hate it because I'm very much a go out and do stuff kind of person. So trying to keep myself occupied with different things. Yeah, at least you're trying. Mm. Some of us have just given into living under the rock. <laughs> yeah. Well, I still haven't been going out, you know, because yeah. A, I want to protect myself and B, I'm trying to be responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, the only going out I've done recently, um, like, very recently, I've only started going back out, was I started going to the gym again. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because I, I just kind of need it for my mental health at this point. Yeah, um, I yeah, but the good news is my gym is like one of those like 24-hour kind of let yourself in Oh, so you places. can just kind of just do it whenever there's not a lot of people there. Exactly. I just go late at night. So um, that, yeah, and there's like nobody there. So nice. it works. But yeah, other than that, not too much going on with me. Nice. What about you, Garrett? Oh, yeah, it is my time to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't think that's the first time I got hit by that. Uh, let's see. Um, first and foremost, I'm also playing a shit ton of Neo. Nice. Mainly just because it's a really easy game to just pick up and be like, I'm going to do a side mission, and then that's it. Because that side mission will take like 30 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. Or uh, longer if you're doing a mission that lets you find Kodama. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, th- I think you can only find Kodama in the main missions. Yeah, some, yeah, some side missions have Kodama, but that's rare. Yeah, I was going to say. I've just given up like looking for him in side missions, period. Yeah, they're but. super frustrating, but they're cute, and they give you really good bonuses, so it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, especially when you get higher and higher levels where it takes more and more EXP to level up. It's yeah. like, yeah, I'm just going to find all the Kodama that... Give me more Amrita and just keep the blessing on that. Yeah. It's like, just give me EXP, please. <laughs> yeah, I just do the uh, elixir one because I want to have healing items at all times. Mm-hmm. It's definitely good. Yeah. Um, we should we should play sometime then. Uh, I have it on PS4. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> of all the times for me to move to PC. Yeah, I uh, I bought it like right when it came out back in like nice. last year. Cool, cool, cool. I've just been I did not touch it for the longest time because I had a massive backlog, and I'm like, all right, I'm gonna start playing this now. It's really <laughs> neat. Um, I swapped it to a girl character recently because I'm like, I think I look really cool as a boy, but how do I look like as a girl of almost the same stuff? I'm like. I look pretty cute, so I'm gonna keep that. Nice. And now I'm wearing like fairy man outfit, and there's like chain link stuff on it, and that's cool. <laughs> um, I think weapon wise, I'm sticking to the at least a switchblade for sure. Mm-hmm. Because I really like scythes, and I want to be able to use them. <laughs> yeah, same. I have the switchblade because I it, it just is. Uh, relates to the magic attribute yeah. and I want to do like a heavy magic build because magic is I'm super good in you. It's so good. It's so good. Animal weeb, so you know. Get little projectiles and everything in debuffs, which is really nice. Um mm-hmm. that and then switching between like either the dual swords or the Odachi. Because mm-hmm. having a yeah. big ass sword is neat. Uh I also um I also bought a hitbox thingy. Because nice. my tax return came in. Oh, lucky. So, and for some reason, my tax return was like a very large amount because I think it also gave me my um my stimulus stuff from last year that I didn't get. Got oh, lucky. there you go. So I got like 2900 in there. So I'm like, I'm going to put most of this into savings, but then I'm going to, but then I pre-ordered a uh, regular hitbox. Nice. Gosh. So I want to see if that can help my wrists, because that would be nice. And if not, if I don't like yeah. it, oh well, it's not the end of the world. Dude, just break your wrists like me, no, come on! I don't want to. <laughs> also, you only get stronger. to break our hands. And then I also threw money at uh, pre-ordering uh, Nocturne, because that's coming out in a few oh, months. Oh yeah, I forgot about that, yeah, good call. It's coming out in May, which I'm really excited for, because I really <laughs> like Nocturne. Mm. and i got the uh digital deluxe version which i think if you do that it's doing the same thing that they did for strikers where if you pre-order that you get the game a few days early oh that's fun which is very Mm. nice for me though i don't know if that's gonna do anything for me depending on work (laughs) i mean at least you'll know you have it yeah which is a good thing and that means i also got the the dante dlc Mm -hmm. hey Dante is cool. He's pretty dang. Though Raido is also like yeah, fucking fantastic I, and I love him. I do like Dante's like I'm still gonna stick with Raido, I think. Yeah, Raido is so fucking cool, dude. Yeah. He has um uh, unique animations too compared to um Dante. Yeah. Like some of his stuff is the same, but he gets like a few new things that are different from Dante, which are sick as fuck from what I saw from a yeah. uh maniac's version of the game. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, I think that's yeah. kind of it. I didn't really do a whole lot this week because whenever I... And I played a little bit of Strikers, I guess, but that's kind of it. Because um, whenever I got Strike. home... Uh, Persona 5 Strikers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, it's a really cool game. Yeah, it's really <laughs> neat so far. I'm really digging it. Yeah. I'm still only like 10 hours in, though, because whenever I play it, I'm like, oh, it's pretty late. I should maybe play something. And then I feel really tired. I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to get up at 5 in the morning tomorrow. Never mind. So I play it for like 20 yeah. minutes and then go to bed. Yeah. 
I, I don't have it yet. Um, I was actually a little discouraged when I found out it's only single player because I thought it was going to be like a party game. Yeah. Um, which would be so cool, but I understand why it's not with, you know, swapping in and out of characters and stuff. Yeah. Um, but God, yeah. But I, I watch, I watch um, you know, Shake, right? Yeah. Shake and Bake. Yeah. Uh, Shake and Bake, a friend of mine. I watch him play it all the time and it just looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's very neat, and I'm very happy that this is a uh, this can fall under the pile of good Koei Tecmo games, mm-hmm. which is you know, uh, lit- which I'm pretty sure is literally just the Neo games, like one Ninja Gaiden game, and then <laughs> this one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my week. Um, we're nice. going to do a little bit of news because there's like a shit ton of news, actually. That's why we're only doing a little bit. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> it. So much news. There's like four character announcements and then one actually like big thing. So I guess we'll start with character stuff first. Um, I'll just get into the, the first big one since we mentioned her earlier. But uh, yeah. Um, oh, God. Is it Lydia? Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. Lydia. Yeah. Lydia got uh, fully announced for Tekken Seven. The Polish mm-hmm. Prime Minister who knows karate. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. She, she has a deaf fist. Yeah. Why she would they do this? <laughs> fuck yeah, they would. Yeah. I'm. I'm excited. I love her personality too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like obviously when she's fighting, she's very serious. But you she's know like when very she's stoic. Yeah, but that end scene where she's getting out of the car and she's like talking on the phone, she accidentally goes, Oh, and she's like, Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the, it's not the voice I need to be putting on right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, she looks really, really cool. She looks really good. She looks really solid. The one thing I will say, and I've not investigated this myself yet, but uh, a friend of mine who is more invested in Tekken than I am, um, has been you know kind of watching some things he said her wall carry is garbage i mean maybe yeah that that could be justified though like depending on how, how strong the other uh part of parts of the character is right again this is just side gossip that i've heard yeah. so we'll see but um mm-hmm. it makes sense she seems like a little bit more of a power character um maybe not a full-on power character but she definitely has more oomph to her so mm-hmm. probably yeah. being more Lower hit combos, but higher damage. That's yeah. Thing. Yeah. And she comes out tomorrow, too, which is the crazy thing. Yeah. When the yeah. announcement happened, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Because this is the Did first time we had her get announced. Like, we saw no. her. No, no, we saw her at the thing, but that was literally it. Yeah. yeah it, was it was like the, a seven second trailer. It was the 10 <laughs> seconds of, like, yeah, I exist, Poland. It's yeah. like, okay, that's cool, <laughs> I guess. And then Poland. next trailer, yeah, he's com- she's coming out in two days. It's like, okay. Oh. <laughs> I prefer that. I prefer hearing nothing for a long time than being like, this is a character, they're out in two days. It's like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I, I, that I, happened I, with Gogeta, didn't it, too? Yes. Yeah. Um, I was definitely like, satisfied with her trailer, though. Like, three minutes long. Yeah. We see a bunch of combos she can do. Uh, She's got some, like, cool animations, and then it shows off a bit of her personality. And then that new stage looks really gorgeous. It's, uh, it's oh, a I'm beach, glad. right? Yeah, it's a beach. Well, it's kind of like a you start on kind of like a a be up here kind of balcony yeah kind of thing. and then there's a breakable wall that you can fall down onto the beach and yeah. then i think 
the only wall is the one behind you. Uh, yeah. And then it's just infinite from then, I would assume. Yeah, you go into the ocean. You fight in the Pacific. Yeah. 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 It just be, turns yeah. into infinite Azure 3. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. It's, <laughs> it's a good stage. It looks great. She looks great. I'm very happy with it. Yeah. I don't think I'll boot up Tekken to player, but if for some reason my brain says, ah, oh, Tekken sounds like fun, I'll, I'll probably buy her. She's like the... Not the first DLC character, but like one of the few that I'm like genuinely like interested to learn how to potentially play. Yeah, I think for me, it's just been like Noctis and uh, Cooney. Yeah, like Cooney is a cutie. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, I don't know. It's this character, and then like, I guess Negan. Negan looks Negan looks stupid and like a a fun (laughs) way. (laughs) And so like I'm like I'm into stupid. This would be fun. But, like, not enough to, like, maybe want to buy the game or anything, you know? Like, it's, uh, it's Negan. Like, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, no, go ahead. That's it. I, I ain't oh. got much more to say. Besides, like, the character looks cool. Yeah. I fuck with the character. I've been, like, for, like, the longest time now, I've been, like, going off and on with, like, Tekken. Um, and then recently, I just had, like, a um sudden like urge to actually want to play because uh, my friends in georgia like do a tournament um and they swapped out like grand blue so grand blue is now taking turns with uh tekken and just like seeing them play i was like oh man this game's actually really sick i just want to play this now um yeah and he actually did like buy me the season three pass way back when and i just felt so bad because i didn't play it <laughs> um <laughs> because again with that um but no yeah she seems really cool i was liking Leroy, and then I still really like Master Raven, but I definitely want to like check her out. So I think I'll be doing that if I have time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we could probably go through the uh, other two, the other two not super big character um, reveals before going into the chaser at the end. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think it. Okay. Yeah. Take it. Take it. Away. Yeah. So the first one is going to be Gat. He is a character that got in, that that is now in Punch Planet. If you have ever yeah. heard of Punch Planet, if, I have not. But tell me more. Yeah, it's a uh, rollback fighting game. Okay. Um, six button, slower pace than usual. They do like really weird like time shenanigans where you can cancel all of your normals. Yeah, it's it's a really cool system. Like the the game the game's slow, but like you have the ability to speed the game up by spending meter. If that makes huh. sense. Like um, interesting, yeah. yeah. Like buttons are slow and like specials are not are like big and slow, but you can spend meter to like cancel them or to like um, and stop me when I'm if I'm wrong, Garrett. I've only played a little yeah. bit, like like cancel slash like use them to extend into other combos and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, you can like, like um, Roman cancels. You can Roman cancel all of your um, buttons basically. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say it sounds like Roman canceling. Cool. cool yeah, cool, let cool. me. So, I just DM'd again. you the uh, trailer for Gat. Okay, cool. Thank you. So it's a lot of baiting and whiff punishing. Got it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's much slower than most mm-hmm. fighting. Like I remember playing it at uh, I played the demo. Like, we were playing the demo at Evo like a year or two years ago, uh, and like a game is very slow, but not in, like a boring way. And like a oh, it's just like you you need to take the game slower and like it's more methodical and like you build up resources and then spend yeah. your resources to be able to play the game faster. Game also mm-hmm. has a fucking gorgeous like eighty sci fi aesthetic. Yeah, yeah, I definitely like the Ooh, game's aesthetic. Okay. Um, it's pacing. It's, mm. I, I'm bad at the game. I still need to like actually learn it. Because, like, yeah, I was just kind of like getting stuck with like training mode. 
And oh man, there's a lot. I see. Yeah, I see what you mean about it being slower, but it is. It looks really smooth. The movement looks really smooth. Yeah. And it like very fluid. Um, or like the graphics. Yeah, I see what you mean about the '80s aesthetic. That looks really cool. Yeah, but it's neon yeah. as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the characters are like references to like other sci-fi stuff, which is cool. Yeah, because you have like a, you I, literally have a Ripley character. Yeah. Uh, the main character might as well be Deckard from Blade Runner. Yeah. Um, there's Steven Agent Universe G. Character. Yeah, Steven Universe character, I guess. Yeah, the the Amazon the Amazon women. Yeah, I love her. She's my favorite. The seven yeah. foot tall grappler. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Speaking my language. Um, there's the Sentai character, which is his name is just Agent G. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have dog. Dog, and then dog, yeah. Who is just a dog? He's just a wolf. He's dog the bounty hunter. Yeah. But yeah, all the characters are really neat in that game. Um, the only one that yeah. made me go like, eh, is the robot. I can't remember his name. It's the one before uh, this guy. Oh yeah. Android, I think uh, it's its name. Might maybe like that. Arnie. I think yeah. it's Arnie. Regardless, the new character is just Magneto, and I'm in. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say. I was looking at this trailer. I was like, "What's Magneto doing in Steven Universe?" Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just Magneto. It's like almost every button is like a Magneto reference, and he he does the whole float and mid float kick thing, where like he's it. It looks great. Yeah, it looks good. I, I like this character. And he's out now, but I haven't booted up uh, Punch Plant to mess around with him. Mm-hmm. Though if he turns out to be a charge character, I'm going to be very sad. Ah, uh, come on, Garrett. Sometimes you just have to learn how to play a charge character. No. Ah, uh, uh, come on, guys. The, charge only, the only one that I am willing to maybe try and give up on is Ash. Ah. Uh. And then maybe, Dang. like, there might be, like, one other one that I think is pretty cool. I can't remember. I, I remember trying to learn Fong at one point, and then I stopped. Because <laughs> Fong hard. Yeah, Fong, Fong hard. That's all I was until I played Parasol. And Parasol's barely even a charge character. <laughs> Parasol kind of a charge character? What? Yeah. I never, I've never played Parasol. Yeah, she has yeah, uh, pro- charge, uh, projectiles and, uh, and DP. DP. That's yeah, charge. it's just like charges in that game are so small that you barely even notice it. Yeah, it's uh, like hold okay. it for a second and then boom. It's you know, I'll like be honest, other... I think that's how they should be. Yeah, yeah. agreed. But, you know. <laughs> I, I, I big agree. If charge characters were like Parasol, I, I'd be playing a lot more of them. <laughs> nah, then uh, we also have a new uh, gameplay for the new Herds character, Shanty, the pirate goat. That character looks degenerate as fuck. I'm excited. They look fun. Yeah, they look cool. But that character looks degenerate as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for her. Um, I don't think I'm going to play her a whole lot. Because I'm not big on Rushdown too much in this game so far. So I'm sticking to mm-hmm. my uh, my hermit hole of being the sole Velvet player. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't join you in on that one, buddy. No, yeah, I I know. And she also has a invuln super by the looks of it, so I have to deal with that. So that's gonna be fun. Oh man, it'll be great. She just has invuln. She has like it looks like it's projectile and head invuln, or like that one kind of like duck she does. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm gonna have to because that's why that's what I need to deal with more of. I need another Tina. Yeah. 
God, but she looks neat. Yeah. Um, her stage looks pretty cool. Uh, she comes out on the 25th along with, um, I believe it's not just her stage, but also a new stage in general, the Forgotten Waterfall, I think that's what it's called. Hmm. Nice. It's really cool, and I'm really looking forward to uh, at least trying oh. her out, and then even then, just buying her to support the team in general. Yeah. yeah. Garrett's like the champion of that game. Garrett, Garrett's all about... Because Hertz is really good. Yeah, it's okay. It's it's a good game that I keep telling people to play, but they're like, oh, it's the pony game. I'm like, yeah, I guess. I, I just don't find the game that fun to play on my own. But, you know, it also has ponies. Sure. Yeah, but you can play the game where I have the the, the most fun level two. Sure. Isn't that right, Troy? Sure, buddy. <laughs> keep, keep saying it, bud. You say, you say uh, you yeah, don't like, you don't I, like I Volvitz level two where she freezes you and you get slowed down and she gets meter back. Oh, that. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awful. Every time you hit me with that, it's like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Playing a different game. <laughs> I, that that super is so, so awful. That super is toxic. All right. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah, if that's all I can really talk about about Shanty, sadly. However, mm-hmm. what I can talk about more of is Terry Boggard <laughs> is coming to KOF 15 from all the way from Smash Bros. He's now in an SNK game. Oh all, the way from, that. Yeah. all the way from all the way from fighting EX later. Yeah, he uh, took he took some detours to get here, but he did. Yeah. I mean. Uh, is anyone surprised that Terry Bogard's going to be in the next KOF game? I am. And really? Not really. Uh, like, also, he plays and looks like he plays the exact same he's always played for, like, I don't know, a decade, two decades now. Hopefully, uh, yeah, but now he has muscles. I will say, they are going the KOF 13 route of making him buff as fuck, which I appreciate. Yeah, yeah they even awesome. said that in the uh, SN- the SNK posted a... Um... Yeah. Tweet, uh, tweet talking about the design and they're like yeah we're basing him off of the his 2d look we yeah, hope people I like his bulging muscles yeah which i i think is the correct play like i think terry being a buff meathead is great um, all the way from also, south town all the way from south town miami baby uh but also like uh you know he just looks very classic design which is good because a lot of the characters are getting new designs and him having classic ones fine i'd I liked his 14 look with like the, the new jacket and new hat. I think it was a cool, cool design. Uh, but I'm happy to have him just be fucking guns out, ready to fuck up some yeah. some, some geese Howard if he's gonna. I, be, fingers crossed. Was mm-hmm. also like hoping's like man, Garou with the jacket would be pretty sick. It would, yeah. I I, I if I had to pick my way, I would have had him in the Garou thing. Yeah. I want, the, I want him in the Garou thing, but with the hat. Okay. Okay. Like yeah. Middle, like a good middle, but. You know, it's fine they didn't yeah. do that. Yeah, or like, uh, or like an alternate scary. costume it's would fine, be fine. Yeah, which they'll probably do alternate costumes. Yeah, but yeah, uh, this uh, I really like his whole three too. It's just uh, yeah. still the uh, Buster Wolf, I think. No, no, it's it's like a it's like a new like uppercut thing, okay. but also like the star. Yeah. The, okay, so this KOF game, for some reason, the direction has been like, hey, we're making every level three the coolest level three we've ever done. And it's and and by that I mean they've just hey what's the logo associated with this character? Let's highlight that as they do their level three, and it's the best decision they've ever made. Like the Iori Moon, fucking godlike, dude. The the Kyo Eclipse Sun, 
fucking spectacular. This star jumped out of my chair, dude. I was hyped. I was like, oh, this looks awesome. Like, he, this game's going to be great. I'm very excited to see more characters get announced because, like, I don't know what they're going to do for other characters level threes, but, like, so far yeah. they've all been pretty damn good. Yeah, I don't, I think the only, like, technical one that I just wasn't super big on was Joe's, but that's just because it was just kind of, I think that's the only one. Yeah, well, Joe's, Joe's never had a good level three because Joe isn't, like, a, a show offy, like, yeah. Like, he does, like, a spectacular ultra combo into finisher move. He just, Big tornado punch, and that's his whole thing. Just hits you with uh, what's the name of the move that Cody has? Tornado sweep. There we go. Tornado sweep. Because that's literally his level three is literally just Cody's from uh, Street Fighter Five. Ah, uh, but but it's red, dude. Yeah. There we go. But yeah, Terry, Team Fatal Fury confirmed. You know, who we? I'm glad. All of us are surprised, of course. You know, Fatal Fury. Yeah, and, man. They really. They really threw us through a loop by um, showcasing the other character last week. Mm-hmm. Never would have known. Yeah. But yeah, KOF is looking good. I'm very, I'm, I as the KOF representative of Dallas love, love the hell out of uh, everything that's happening with KOF 15 right now. It's a lot of good potential. Uh-huh. Just give me a rollback. Give me a rollback and we're good. Yeah. Just, Announce, I, announce Rio and KO, announce Rio, and then be like, also roll back. Yes, like, please learn from Arxis. Please take it uh, from Arxis. And then be like, here is, uh, and then announce the uh, best Sancho character to put in the game, Warden. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Rabbit Girl from Weird Chinese Game, I don't know. Oh yeah, the, <laughs> the gotcha character. I don't even know her. Yeah. I can't even remember her name. I just keep forgetting she's in there mm-hmm. because I'm just still blinded by rage at Warden being in the game. Uh, Warden is at least hilarious. This other character, I can't even laugh at because I'm like, I don't even know what's the joke. You know? What's even the joke with Warden? It's Warden, dude. <laughs> it's a fucking weird video game franchise that I've heard of. I was like, oh, that was a thing. And then I was like, oh, he's going to be in Sam's show. I don't know who this bunny character's from. You say gotcha game, but like there's a billion of those. Like which gotcha game? <laughs> yeah. Fucking hate Warden, dude. He's fine. Mm. Why? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't they? Aren't they um, putting Biken in as a guest character? Uh, potentially. potentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We don't know who it is yet, but they're at least doing a Guilty Gear character for Sam yeah, Show. There's- Right. Your character, which means it's gonna be Johnny or Biken. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Anji. No. <laughs> if it's going to be a character, it's gonna be a character they're not gonna put in the roster for Strive. Or yeah, I was hoping it was like, yeah, this is how they appease the Guilty Gear fans of yeah. put Biken in uh Sam show and then just keep her out of Strive. Thanks. Or <laughs> I guess the safe pick would be to pick like fucking Naguriyuki. You know? That's true too. Yeah. It, his aesthetic fits. I don't know how his kind of his blood kind of um, thing would translate. That's true. Yeah. Mm. But uh, he would look cool in the game for sure. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, I, they, I think they might have to rethink that mechanic a little bit if they're going to put him in there. Yeah. But yeah, I think honestly, Biken just makes the most sense to be a guest character in that game. She fits mm-hmm. it perfectly. But mm-hmm. we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. Um... 
hopefully soon. Yeah. Even though we still don't know anything about um, Hibiki yet. <laughs> they haven't shown are. her off yet. But whatever. Yeah. yeah. We'll see, we'll see, we'll see. But I like that more and more character, or excuse me, more and more games are having like crossovers and guest characters from other games. It's really cool to see. Yeah. yeah. I think it's healthy. It's healthy that like game developers are working with each other to do things like that. Because mm-hmm. we haven't gotten like a big crossover game in a while. Not that crossover games are really like needed in fighting game culture or whatever but like they're fun and they sell copies obviously right like yeah good oh i'm sorry uh yeah like i come from you know obviously the soul caliber community that's the game that's been kind of my baby for Mm -hmm. you know ever since i was a little kid and uh calibers always had yeah ever since uh two i think right ever since two yeah um there is a different guest character for each platform like for gamecube there's link um for Xbox, I think it was Heihachi. No, Xbox Tekken. was uh, Spawn. Oh, well, Spawn, yeah. you're right. Yeah, PlayStation, uh, PlayStation was Heihachi, which was almost yeah. Cloud, apparently, but then the deal full, fell through. Yeah, thank you for correcting me, yeah. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, it's just gone from there. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a good thing because, it, A, yes, it's a good business move all around. But also, you know, it's just a new element to throw in there and gives... You know, it, it inspires people to want to play that game or yeah. to, you know, step out of other genres. Like, for example, Soul Calibur 6 right now, um, we've got Geralt in there. And that's not even, he's not even from a fighting game. Yeah. We've got he's from 2B. Poland. Yeah. We've got 2B in there from Nier Automata, not a fighting game. And yeah. then, of course, now we have Halmaru from Sam's show, so a fighting game. But, like, it, it, I think it's very smart to... Um, take characters from popular franchises and, you know, kind of translate them into uh, fighting games because, you know, it, it kind of lets you still play as that character, but in a different way. Yeah. And, um, while still kind of getting the full experience of that character, which is really, really cool. And like, you know, like Noctis, for example, in Tekken, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, he still has all his teleports and swords and stuff like that. So it's, it's still cool to play like that. It's just a different way of playing them. Yeah, it's it's a good. I'm all about like guest character one because guest characters are a way for one you pull in new audiences and then also mm-hmm. like you get to like play fair with other developers. Like when fucking Akuma shows up in Tekken, you go, "Oh shit, Akuma!" Yeah. And it allows the developer to do, like we're gonna go with a really creative game design and like Akuma is gonna have jumping jumping moves that Tekken characters usually don't have. Like you can have an air fireball and a fireball, and it's like, oh, that's gonna be crazy to play against. But then also, like, uh, you got geese, like, you have fucking geese Howard, who fucking makes me want to play Tekken every single day of my life, <laughs> but I just don't want to play Tekken, right? And it's like, it brings you, it makes people want to play your game, and it's cool, and it's all like, it's, all, it's just fun when you get to like get Gerald, who's like a fucking guy from a game. I've never played, but oh, he's in Soul Calibur and he's in the base roster. Okay, I'll I'll play him a little bit. He's cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's just fun. It's cool. Do more guest characters, guys. Yeah, absolutely. No in it. Like it's there's no negative. Like and like Mortal Kombat's like the weird one, right? Because Mortal <laughs> Kombat goes like, "Yo, Rambo, put him in the game," and you go, yeah. "What the fuck?" Yeah, but it's just <laughs> like there. It's like um, it's like Ed Boon, and then uh, the Warner Brothers executives are just sitting on a table, and they just like. 
have like a bunch of different pictures and just throw them on the ground. It's like here, pick any of these uh, three <laughs> pictures. Whenever you pick from these properties, you get to do. So it's like, uh, I guess I'll do chainsaw massacre. Right, <laughs> alien, alien's pretty good. I could do that one. Uh, Garrett, I, I you've seen Predator. the, you've seen the video of Harada picking out the SNK character, right? No. Oh, I'm finding it. Hold on. It's is my it, favorite. Is it literally ever. that? It's it's Harada. It's Harada from Tekken. You know. Going to the SNK office and he's like, they're like, we'll let you pick any character, and they throw out a bunch of pictures of SNK characters and like hovers over Iori and Kyo and Terry and all these characters, and then he picks up a a picture of Big Bear and he points at him, and goes, "This is the character," and they just look <laughs> at him confused, and right. he picks up like Choi, he goes, "Ah, Choi," and they're like, "No, like, uh, it's great." I and love Rada so much. <laughs> he's he's one of my favorite people. He's so funny. He is free. Yeah. He's got uh, a bar podcast. Check it out. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think I will. Um, oh. I'm, nope. I meant to click <laughs> general. <laughs> Way to go. Welcome back. But yeah. Uh, um, yeah, but it's just like, it's just a shit ton of Warner Brothers properties. They're like, yeah, I, I guess we're going to make a movie soon. You can probably use that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, NetherRealm just, they just do their own thing. Mm-hmm. And me personally, I've never been a big fan of NetherRealm games. I've never really gotten to that scene personally. Not saying their games are bad or anything of that nature, of course. They just never really appealed to me. Um, but I'll play like Mortal Kombat casually for fun yeah. and whatnot. But yeah, like I, I don't know. I feel I, I don't mean this in a bad way, but they seem a little detached compared to yeah, the rest because, um, of the fighting game companies. It's not like, a because mm-hmm. uh, the guest characters aren't like um I am just going to be blunt, not really made with, they're made with love, but they're not made with like love in terms of, yeah, we really wanted this character. And it's like, yeah, there's a new Rambo movie coming out. And so here's yeah. Rambo. Yeah. It's, it's more commercial than like we. Oh, wow. Terminator comes out in the new Terminator comes out in October. Wow. Right. We have Terminator and he's coming out in October. Right. It's, it's very much of, it's very much like a blatant business model. It's like, what's going to sell. And uh, we're just going to pick things that appeal to people, um, mostly an American audience because NetherRealm's American based. It's not yeah. you know, uh-huh. Japan based. Um, so but sometimes the, the the cracks show when they pick a cool character, like with uh, you, where that's how you get like Hellboy, the, the Ninja Turtles, and then it's like Spawn. Yeah, mm. but um, I, I I think part of it is they are dealing slightly with a different audience. Mm. Um, because they're, you know, it's very, like I said, North America based and North Americans translate well with movies and, you know, action heroes and stuff like that versus anime and, and those types of things. So um, I, I think it's very much a niche, but that they are definitely filling well because somebody has to and yeah. they're just capitalizing on it. So mm-hmm. I don't, I don't fault them for that, but also it's like, eh. I don't know. It just doesn't feel as inspired as yeah. you know, other fighting game companies and what they do. Mm-hmm. It, it isn't. It's just like, oh, we have a marketing deal. We can definitely pull this off. And, they yeah. do it. and if there is yeah. like a marketing thing behind it, um, I like it whenever it's uh, the little, uh, what's it called? On the nose, I guess. Because that's what, that's what happened with uh, 2B and Yoko Taro. Mm-hmm. Or Yoko Taro is like, yo, if you have money, you can just put, if you have money, you can put 2B in anything. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> just give me much. just give me money. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's why Yoko Taro is amazing and I love him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, at the end of the day, even if you're, you know, making something that's fun or enjoyable or for entertainment purposes, you're still a business and you're still trying to make money. So, you know, some people are just more obvious about it than others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a huge gap in picking fucking Jason from, you know, Friday the 13th in your game versus picking Geese Howard to be in your fighting game, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, there's a huge gap in, like... Yeah, or picking, um... What's it called? Picking, like, Link? Or Negan? <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't gonna say it, but it's like... Negan? Negan's so funny, though, guys. Like, it's so funny. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand, like, what the board meaning was. Like, someone said, how about Negan? And then Harada went, what? Who? Like, and they went, Negan from The Walking Dead. Like, Jeffrey Dean Morgan had to have walked up to Tekken office and been like, put me in the game. And they're like, what? Who are you? And then they did it. I don't know. God damn. But uh, good times. Questionable choice, but... Eh, the best I'm choice. Getting, I'm not getting paid to make decisions, so... <laughs> is what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, more guest characters. All yeah, around. That happened. Yes, please. Alrighty, and uh, speaking of business, <laughs> did you see that segue? Whoa. I'm, I'm getting better at it, but yeah, um, Evo has been bought by Sony. Yes. Yeah, God. Which... I can't say I didn't see coming. It was going to happen. Because, like, no, yeah. Bad. Yeah, because, like, Evo stopped being grassroots a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And from the last two years it went to Evo, it was pretty obvious that, like, 90% of their money was coming from, like, Psy Games. Oh, yeah. They were definitely making a lot of their money off of, like, any kind of partnership they can get at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was definitely that. But, like... Being owned and bought by a by Sony is kind of crazy. It's a big deal. It's an yeah. insanely big. And the and race- the good part about it too is that um I know a lot of people whenever the deal was announced, people were really concerned because like oh they're only gonna do games that are on PlayStation Four, and they're not gonna allow Smash anymore, and all this stuff. But then apparently they're gonna try. They're trying to make sure like. Smash is still going to be at Evo whenever <laughs> online Evo doesn't exist anymore or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. I would have preferred that uh, form of future. Smash, I'm hesitant to even talk about Smash. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, what a world. An Evo without Smash. Like an in-person Evo without Smash. Mm-hmm. Oh no, we'll actually have to care about other games. What will we do? <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. And I don't know, it's definitely been a long time coming. Somebody was going to buy it at some point, like if not Sony, then maybe Microsoft or, you know, what have you. Or Red Um, Bull. (laughs) Red Bull, yeah. I like that the running joke that's going around online now is that, well, Sony bought Evo, maybe Microsoft will buy Common Breaker (laughs) or something. Like, don't start this. If that happens though, fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't think it will happen, but fuck. I could. Damn. I highly doubt it, but you never know. But that's 
that's kind of where we're heading because you know fighting games and esports have become more prominent in you know a, I, I hesitate to use the word sports but um i guess in an esports kind of way and fighting games are becoming more and more popular and more and more um you know put on a a larger platform and are getting more and more attention as they go and you know the more eyes they have on it the more appealing they're going to be to investors and large companies that are going to want to start product placement and things like that and they're going to start throwing more money at them and Mm -hmm. you know eventually we get to this point where something becomes so big like evo where you know it just catches the eye of a big corporation like sony and you're like yep we want that it's at that point where you're big enough that we can you know really take it and run with it without having to worry about a lot of you know startup issues or you know trying to buff certain areas or what here and there so yeah i'm not surprised i'm very Mm -hmm. much not surprised we'll see what they do with it yeah we'll see i i I um, should wait and see what happens yeah i'm hoping that at least like now um budget is going to be a lot more consistent Mm -hmm. yeah and hopefully this also means that like security can be a little bit better at like um those uh after party events and everything too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, and can all the food stop being like a million dollars, please? No, no, that's always gonna happen. No, that's yeah. just Vegas. That. I know, I know, I know. Vegas, baby. Dude, remember when we spent like six dollars on breakfast and it was just like a donut and a coffee? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> or yeah. whenever they sold Heinekens for like four dollars or whatever. Bro. God. Good that time. makes me sad. It makes me really sad. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I'm a little used to it because obviously I go to tournaments, but like I go to like music festivals and stuff and like everything's expensive everywhere because yeah. they know people need to eat. People need to drink. They know it's just going to do it and people aren't going to bring things in or they can't bring things in for security purposes. And you're like, well, you got to buy it in here. And then they can just, you know, set whatever prices they want. So. It's bad that I'm used to that, but uh, I don't know. It's just frustrating. Yeah. But, you know, I'd rather not spend $10 on a bottle of water. Yeah. Remember, like, whenever... The thing that was crazy, though, is how, like, water was more expensive than a Red Bull. I know, yeah. right? That was the that was the kicker for me, dude. Uh, oh, gosh. That's... But, yeah. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. There's more money. That's all that really matters yeah. to me is more money will be involved. It means events will get bigger or people will get more cash payouts or whatever. Yeah. Yep. I think it'd be really, really cool. So, mm-hmm. And I'm just interested to see what that's going to do or translate to actual developers of gaming companies. So we'll see you know, how their content changes. We'll see how quickly they're pumping out new content and whatnot mm-hmm. because they're going to want to just keep this, you know, train going they're going to want to start steamrolling through things because there's mm-hmm. you know sony's in the mix now that's yep. this huge money yeah and, um so everyone's going to be wanting to get their names in an evo and yeah. that's just going to inspire more competition between, uh-huh. between developers and gaming companies and you know i think in the long run I think that might be a better thing because, you know, they're going to want to constantly one up each other. So like, oh, well, we got this new game coming out. I'm like, oh, well, that, we got this new DLC character coming out. And it's just like yeah. back and forth hype, which is good. It's for always the- good. Yeah, it's good for the players. 
Um, you know, unless they start upping their prices on everything, then we're like, well, what can you do? But yeah, I, I think all in all, it'll mostly be a positive thing. So yeah, we'll see. For sure. We'll see. And also we'll see how much like they actually keep, you know, the original Evo owners and staff and chairs in the mix with everything too. Yeah, I that's definitely a important yeah, thing to look into. How much of their um, tournament model, how they run things and whatnot, Sony will actually adopt or, you Just know, change. change. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder how they'll work for TOs actually, if they're just going to have like, if Sony's just going to have like official paid, like Sony's TOs, or if they're still going to do the, um, the, uh, what's it called? Anyone Voluntary. can teach that would be a TO, yeah. yeah. Voluntary. I want to be a TO. I want to be a TO one year, but you know if they they want to do that, I ain't gonna be a TO. Yeah, we'll never make it. It makes me want to start growing more as a commentator even quicker. Uh huh. More money. <laughs> yes. I'd like to get on an international stage. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> Nowhere near that yet, but eh, gotta start somewhere. But yeah, very interesting. Hell yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, um, I think that's the, the yeah. news, basically. Uh-huh. Are we, I guess we go to the topic, I guess, Garrett. Yeah, we do, in <laughs> fact, move on to the topic, which I kind of uh-huh. want to talk about a commentary. Yeah. Which is commentary why... Is good. Yeah, which is why I uh, won Kalen here, so we can actually talk to somebody who does commentary semi-regularly. Mm-hmm. Well, and when I can. I mean, it's there's only so much going on during, you know, COVID and whatnot yeah. right now, but I will take what I can get. Yeah, especially since just, like, um, I'm just going to start by saying, like, the uh, concept of commentary is something that's really great, and it's also not easy. Mm-mm. Because I know a lot of people just kind of like think that, oh, I can commentate. It's just talking, right? (laughs) No. Technically? But then not really when you actually start doing it. Mm -hmm. It is big hard. Yeah. It's, um, well, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into commentary and it, this goes for, you know, any game whatsoever. And you know, at the end of the day, you really have to have a wide range of skills and knowledge and prep than, you know, what have you to be able to do a good job doing it and have that translate to the audience in a positive way. Um, because not one thing that people don't realize is not only are you commentating and, you know, calling, you know, plays as they happen and whatnot, you are also an entertainer. You are there to hype the matches. You are there to get people interested. You are there to keep people watching streams or watching the matches and whatnot. You are there building um, this audience and this rapport for, you know, whomever streaming or whatever game you're commenting on or the company that is the game or, you know, what have you, depending on how big the event is. Mm -hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, you could be the determining factor whether or not, you know, more people become interested in something or you know more people become disinterested in something or you know what have you so um to you know to some extent so oh God, that made it sound so much more stressful <laughs> <laughs> I, I, i'm just 
I'm just, being, I'm just being real, you know? Right, right. These are all kind There's of a lot that goes into it. Right, yeah. And these are all more like just subconscious things, of course, you know, things that you don't really think about, but kind of just realize as you go, because at the end of the day, you know, you could be, a, you're still, you are talking. Yes, that's yeah. the part of it. You are talking, but you are talking to an audience. You are talking to a bunch of people who are watching something in real time with you, you know, and mm-hmm. expecting you to you know hype them up expecting you to be knowledgeable about whatever's going on um you know during matches and whatnot um expecting you to understand the game that you're commenting and um you know so you have a lot of eyes looking to you for guidance um during the process and i think that's one thing that um people need to remember sometimes it's like it's it's good to have fun it's good to goof around. It's good to throw a lot of personality in there because, you know, that's how you can make yourself as a commentator unique and have people want to come back and listen to you and have, you know, people want to hire you for certain gigs or streams or tournaments and whatnot. And um, so it's a little bit about self-promotion too. Um, that's good, but you also have to look at it as, you know, an actual job as well and have a game plan going in. So I think the more you think about what people expect generally from commentating and the faster that you can fill that, the more of your individual, yeah, I can't talk tonight. Individualistic self, you can throw into it from there and then, you know, have fun with it. So, yeah. It's a, it's a multi-layered thing, you know, like it's a, it's not simply just like talking over a match, you know, it really does affect like, a tournament viewing if there's bad commentary yeah. like mm-hmm. i i can't watch certain sets online because the commentary is really bad like i'll watch them on mute which sucks because mm-hmm. i you know just right. how things are um and commentary really can make or break like a, a performance or like a an inner something like a, a spectator's point of like how much they will enjoy a match mm-hmm. uh yeah and it's not just simply like, oh, they, they just talk during the fight. It's like, no, no, it's like actual commentary and like play by play, but also like some jokes in here, or like understanding of what's going on and yeah. explaining to the audience, you know, right. things like that. Also, exactly. uh, chemistry if there's two people commentating. Uh huh. Which there normally is. There's normally two people. Yeah, because like, oh, God. It, who, who commentates with Tasty Steve? Say Jim. Say Jim. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's the holy trifecta, right? Not trifecta, duo. <laughs> Dynamic trifecta. duo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And uh, I think a good way to kind of wrap it all up is people are looking for someone who's relatable. You know, yeah. they want to be able to relate to you while they're watching it. They want to be there, you know, like they're just sitting you with you on the couch, you know, just watching games and talking about it as they happen and getting hype over certain things or rooting on their favorite players or, um, <clears throat> you know, being there for upsets and hyping that up and whatnot. And then, you know, of course, sharing information about the game and what's going on um, and technical things as well. Um, so, yeah, like, and that's, it's very important to, kind of have a little bit of everything and what you're doing because you may have you know people have been playing whatever game it is for years who understand all the technicalities who understand you know all the data about it know what to look for what play styles and if people are playing them right or what what have you 
um, and how to deal with certain situations. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, you might have people who are brand new, who have never seen the game before, who are turning in for the first time to see gameplay of it, don't know what's going on, except that people are beating each other up and are genuinely curious about the game and want to learn more and want to understand what's going on aside from, you know, just the pretty lights and the loud sounds on the screen. So it's good to kind of throw a little bit of everything in the mix. And that means highlighting certain things here and there while also explaining things in other areas. Um, So knowing your audience is very important as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah. But overall, it's fun. And, um, you know, it's definitely one of those things that the more you do it, the more comfortable you become with it because mm-hmm. you you know, you kind of, there is a sense of stage fright with it. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, more so for some people than others, depending on, you know, how you deal with um, performing in any kind of context in front of people. Um, yeah. But yeah, over time, it, de- it definitely becomes easier and you definitely get more comfortable um, you know, speaking and understanding timing because timing is very important. Um, understanding, you know, chemistry, like you guys said, with, you know, whomever you're commentating with um, and how to kind of, you know, dish back and forth between each other and play off of each other. And yeah. Um, yeah. And then um, one, I think one thing that throws a lot of people a lot is uh, the pacing. Uh, when you start yeah. off, you know, like you want to call everything right, you want to be on every point, but it's hard. Oh, it's yeah. really, really hard because anything can happen during a match. Sure. And um, it's about picking the right points in the right areas to highlight as you're going through it. Like, you know, if someone's just like, if they're just like messing around in neutral and just throwing out jabs to kind of, um, you know, open somebody up, you know, not exactly the hypest moment, but, you know, that moment when somebody finally opens them up and goes into like mm-hmm. a long string, then you build that energy up and then you go into that and start, you know, hyping that and talking about, you know, different details about, how that happened and what this combo is going to do and you yeah. know what, what the setup is going to be after that, et cetera, et cetera. And then you go from there. So it, it's definitely, you know, find the flow of the match and just go with it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like surfing. If you think about it, <laughs> <laughs> that's a kind of silly analogy, but, um, oh, yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. think I've ever heard that analogy, but I think it makes sense. I never surfed. So <laughs> me neither. I'm from Ohio. I don't have any place to surf around here, but <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, if if anybody is ever interested in commentating or wants to get into it, like by all means, you know, go for it. Give it a shot. You know, find um, you know, some uh, streamers or TOs or people who you know run things and be like, hey, I want to try this. Can we do this and go from there? Um, a good uh, way to practice, actually, that I found um, that a friend of mine he he goes by Ragnarok. He's a pretty prominent name in the NetherRealm community. He does a lot of commentating for like Mortal Kombat and Injustice, and he's he's a very solid player as well. Um, is just go through like online matches on like YouTube, you know, go watch YouTube videos and just commentate them to yourself, so you can start understanding pacing, so you can understand okay. timing, and start yeah. you know writing details down for yourself and like oh okay, so you know understanding situations so you can call them better and what have you. So, um, and you don't have to do it with anybody. You don't have to do it in front of anybody. Um, now if you want to, of course, you know, it's good practice as well, but it's definitely a good way to mm-hmm. kind of make sure that you are teaching yourself to keep up with whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's but, good yeah. advice. This is good. 
I don't have much more to add to this. You've kind of covered all the bases and are <laughs> explaining fairly well. I talk a lot. <laughs> no, but I think it's it's good. We don't like. I, I'm yeah. gonna be honest. I'm not that good at commentary. I say even good. Like I, I'm. I've only commentated bullshit, and like mm-hmm. done kind of mildly well. But you know, right. and I'm, I'm not an expert. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> That's it. I'm just not an expert. I don't know what I'm talking yeah. about really. <laughs> no worries. I mean, me neither. I when it comes to like known commentators in the community, like I'm very green. Like I, I've not been around for a while. I've only started commentating within like this past year. And, um, you know, fortunately I have a lot of experience doing commentary and like other scenes, like, you know, nightclubs for shows and stuff like that. Um, so I kind of have that kind of stage fright gone. I, you know, got all that public speaking kind of experience down. So that kind of boosted me into that, but you know, um, still kind of like, hitting the ground running and learning things as you go. And I've learned so much um, just by doing it and just by working with people who have been commentating yeah. for a while. Um, there are plenty of people that have given me tips and pointers and mm-hmm. we've talked about it um, like after the stream was over and like, I'm very much a person who's like, what can I do better? What can I learn from this? What little, even if it's a tiny little thing, good or bad, what can I yeah. take away from this that I can use to improve next time? Um, a, Good example was um, when I first started out, I said, um, so many times. I say, um, like it's Mm -hmm. um, nobody's business. And Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, what we found out is that I was afraid of there just being dead air. I wanted to feel dead air with something because that's scary because as, as a commentator, you want to continue to keep talking, keep people interested, keep energy moving and dead air, you know, it can be scary because you don't want to lose that momentum of what you're talking about. But it's okay to kind of let that silence roll for a hot minute. You don't always have to fill it with something. And sometimes it can be a little exhausting. So always remember to let uh, your audience breathe a second as well. So that's definitely something I learned going in. Yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah. Always, always uh, listen back. Um, to the streams and whatnot. I know nobody likes hearing the sound of their own voice. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. But you will learn a lot listening back. It's just like the same as going back and, you know, watching matches that you've played and, you know, seeing where you did things right, seeing where you did things wrong and, you know, making notes and understanding how you can improve for next time. And my goal after I commentate something every time is I want to take one thing away from it that I know I can improve and focus on that one thing the next time I do a stream. Yeah. Just dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So don't stress yourself out about like trying to be a perfectionist every time, you know, figure it out as you go, get the basics down and then just build off of that. And yeah. you know, I, I think it'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> I got nothing else to say. I mean, I got, like I said, cover all the bases and you're you got good <laughs> advice and good commentary. I just don't mm. have much to add or detract i think like where i struggle with commentary is is i'll try to like focus too much time on trying to explain why a player did something and then i it takes too much time it's like oh shoot but now something else is happening right oh shoot, that was a good reversal oh there's uh too much time to explain everything uh or not enough time really right yeah, I definitely had that problem too because, you know, big things happen, but they happen quickly and you want to touch on them because they could be important and they could be, 
you know, a major point in the match that is deciding something. And you might want to use that as a tangent going into like another round or in the next game in the match or what have you in relation to whomever's, you know, playing or doing, you know, whatever happened. Um, but then, you know, they go right into it. It starts from there. So, um, and that's another thing that comes with time. It's just learning how to, you know, kind of like pick your points that you want to elaborate on and then, um, you know, go from there. But yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't be afraid to talk over, you know, things that might start up from there. Um, okay. it, it just understand the energy, understand the flow. Like if you're going into like, you know, double Luigi last round, everything on the line, you know, whoever loses is going home, then maybe shorten it going into that because obviously we want to hype this last thing up. So being conscious of things like that, um, I think will help kind of deter you from wanting to, you know, elaborate and then, you know, feel like you're playing catch up and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I don't know. It's again, it's just kind of figuring out the flow and figuring out where you are in the match and, what's actually happening and going from there. So it's a bit, it's really kind of vague. I'm sorry. It's a little subjective, but um, yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a lot of observation, a lot of observation. Yeah, And then just taking those observations and being able to do something with them, basically. Mm -hmm. Yep. 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 But yeah. And then in terms of, and again, this is all just general kind of commenting information for any fighting game. Um, if you're trying to get into like a certain game, it does help to be knowledgeable about that game. I will say you don't have to be a master of the game. You don't have to know just like every single tiny intricacy of that game. Definitely know the basics. Definitely know some advanced stuff so you know what you're looking for and you know why things happen and the reasons that they happen. Um, mm-hmm. Understand, you know, the basic mechanics of the game. Understand the game's terminology. Understand, um, I wouldn't, in my opinion, you may not have to know all the frame data on the game. Again, it's something that definitely helps. If that's mm-hmm. something that you right. want to do, then by all means, that's more knowledge you have to work with that you can throw in there. Um, but as long as you can hit, you know, major points, as long as you come across as like, you know what you're talking about, at least at a basic to somewhat advanced level and if you can keep it interesting and the energy going then i think you're just fine but it always pays to do more it always pays to learn more and put time into things i like to do that personally but um everyone has their own ways of doing things i think like with uh the tournaments here too uh how we do it in club is just you know people vote on a game every two weeks and then we just play that game. So it's like constantly changing because it won't be the same game uh, twice in a semester. So there will be times where like, oh, it's a fighters tournament. I never play fighters. So I'll try to ask like one of our players that actually do play the game to like, hey, can you like co- help commentate with me, please? Oh, uh, in yeah. between your matches. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I just won't be able to offer anything. Right. No, and I understand that mentality. And I agree with you. I think it's good to have someone who is knowledgeable about a certain game come in. And, you know, that being said, if you're going to co-commentate with someone like that, then, you know, I I think that allows you more opportunity to kind of be more of the hype man versus the the technical guy. You know, leave leave the technicalities to your partner who is more knowledgeable about the game. Be more of the reaction guy. Be more of the hype guy. You know, call, you know, call things out as you see them from, you know, your basic understanding of them. But, um, you know, you can you can get away with using more 
a general consensus, uh, general terminology, general fighting game terms, um, and just focus more on energy, keeping that energy going, keeping that flow going, and then just kind of bounce off what your partner is mm-hmm. saying and um, and go from there. So it, having a dynamic with whomever you're commentating with is very important and understanding each other's strengths and understanding weaknesses and what you know about the game in between the two of you. Um, you know, having that prep ahead of time is really important in my opinion and can really make or break some commentary sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's really smart on your part. Oh, shucks. <laughs> it's just because I'm nervous. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. It's okay yeah. to be nervous. The good thing is you're recognizing that you're nervous. You're yeah. recognizing that you're not knowledgeable about something and you are going and remedy, remedying the situation by finding someone who's knowledgeable and more comfortable talking right. about it and then going from there. So, you know, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I've commentated with people who, you know, were, have never done commentary before or were newer to the game. And, um, you know, it, you can kind of carry them along and just be like, hey, you know, if you want to hype this stuff, I got this stuff. And, you know, you go from there. And if you both have something to focus on versus, you know, it's just kind of like you go in vaguely kind of floundering here and there and then you start stepping on each other's toes and stuff like that. And, you know, kind of having a focal point between the two of you. I think really, really helps. Yeah. I think like having synergy with someone is uh, really important. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It is big important. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And then another thing to consider, um, depending on, you know, w- what you're commentating for, whether it's like a stream or like a tournament, uh, like an offline tournament, or like a major, or, you know, it, whatever it is, even locals or whatnot. Um, if it's online, if it's being streamed or whatnot, make sure that you're always, you know, giving shout outs, make sure you're always, you know, throwing some credit to, you know, the TOs, whoever's streaming, the players, um, you know, if there's a company sponsoring the tournament or the stream or whatnot. Uh, it's always good to sneak that information in there as well during breaks and whatnot. You don't have to like, pepper it in at any chance to get but it is it is a nice touch to kind of throw that information in there and it comes across as very professional too mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah and always make notes always make notes before you go yeah, in. yeah. <laughs> that's something you have to do for uh this i remember like Every single time me and Jack talk about podcast stuff, it's like, hey, do you have any notes? I'm like, no. He's like, you should probably have some notes. Notes help. You don't have to write out like a novel of everything. Everyone takes notes differently and everyone knows what they're capable of um, uh, keeping in their brains and then what they need to keep on paper to look at visually. So whatever works for you, whatever's comfortable for you. But taking notes, in my opinion, is a really, really good thing. It can help you in a pinch when you need something to say. Truth. Um, what else? What else? What else? It's something on my mind. Um, oh, in, you know, in terms of prep and whatnot, like if, for example, like I've, I've commentated some uh, team tournaments before. So like, you know, the tournaments between two teams, well, they'll do, instead of like a bracket, they'll do like a round robin between like all the players and everybody plays each other. And then who, whichever team has the most wins, wins. Um, it's, you know, one thing I like to do is like I like to reach out to whoever the team captain is or the manager of the team and, you know, 
not full on like interview them, but see like, hey, you know, you know, my name's Kaylin. I'm going to be one of the commentators for this tournament, for this stream for you guys. Is there any information you'd like me to know about the team? Anything you'd like me to talk about or stress or, you know, um, highlight for you or anything like that? I think having that ahead of time as well can really help because, A, again, you seem very knowledgeable and professional. And uh, B, you have a better understanding of the players' backgrounds, who they play, you know, in terms of characters, how they play, you know, things to be looking for, because that information can help you pick out those little points and matches to emphasize versus where to kind of, um, you know, glide over and wait until, you know, the next big point and go from there. So uh, having that knowledge ahead of time really helps. And um, what was the other point I was going to make? Uh, it's just right on my tongue. Uh, crap, I forget. <laughs> I had another point to make. It'll come to me. Um. Yeah, I lost it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. That happens to a lot of us. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, essentially, the more homework you do before you commentate, the easier it's going to be. Oh, yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. Good. Good. Good points. Good talk. <laughs> I mean, like, I, like I've already said it a, a minute ago. I just, you're very knowledgeable. You have some good, good notes and ideas and comments. And as to this, I just have like, have fun. That's all I got. <laughs> Great. Yeah. yeah. Having fun's the most important part. Oh, if yeah. You're having fun. The people who are listening are going to be having fun as mm -hmm. well. And you don't have to be perfect. Truth. You don't have to be perfect. Because even if you're not touching on something that's happening on screen, people are still seeing it on screen. So uh -huh. it's not like, we're on, a, we're on the radio or something where you can't see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's one thing to keep in mind too. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Just have fun. Just have fun. Make people fall in love with you. Make people want to come back and listen to you more. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. Gotta make sure people get that way bright experience. Oh gosh. <laughs> Doing what we can. <laughs> Yeah, because the important thing to remember at the end of the day, regardless of, you know, any drama or politics or um, rivalries or good, bad energy, whatever's going on in the community, we're all here because we love fighting games. Yeah. So it's something that we all share. It's something that we can all revert back to mm -hmm. as, you know, a, 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 a foundation to bounce mm -hmm. off of. And, um, yeah, it's just really important that to remember that we're a community and we do all need to stick together regardless of whatever the hell is going on at the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're all here to have, we're all here to have fun. Mm -hmm. so. I mean, yeah. I mean, the salt is great, but still. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Don't be spiteful. Don't be biased. Um, oh, one fun thing to do, though. And I, I think this is the point I was trying to remember earlier is like getting information about teams and whatnot will it help you commentate as well, because you can play up narratives when you're commentating 
Like you could yeah. go, like, you know, hey, this team, you know, these guys have fought each other before and this team won and this team lost. So like you can kind of play up the underdogs and go from there and see what they do this time and see what changes they made. Um, let's see, you know, if they added a new team member, if they're playing differently and, um, you know, play up, play up the rivalry a little bit. That kind of, you know, is a good way to kind of add some energy to it and get people invested in a certain mindset going into the matches and going into the the tournament or what have you. So um, yeah. you can do the same thing with individual players in a bracket too. Um, so you can go into like, you have your, your well-known players in the community, like your top players, like pe- players people all know about who like consistently plays top eight, you know, win stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, so you have all the information on them. You can play them up, of course, and be like, oh, yay, we got so-and-so here. We've seen him before, you know, really solid this player, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, you know, that also gives you an opportunity to play up, you know, lesser known people or people who we might not know about, you know, people just coming out of pools or, you know, matchups and what there. And then we see what happens. We're like, oh, is this player going to pull the upset? Like if it's getting close or is this person going to eke it out? Is it going to be a blowout or what have you? And then you can kind of pick out things from there. So, yeah. That's and that's fun. also, yeah, and it's also a good opportunity to inject some positivity in as well, because even if, you know, especially if it's like a blowout or something, we don't want to make who, you know, the player that lost feel bad. You know, we want them to keep playing. We want them to use that experience to improve. We want them to look back and see like, oh, okay, yeah, this experience sucked because I just got washed, but I want to keep playing this game. I want to get better. Like that's, that's the end goal. We want people to keep playing these games. We want people to come back and have fun. And, um, yeah, that's how great players get great. They stick with it and you lose a lot. You lose a lot learning how to play fighting games. And the people that do come out on top are the people that don't let that face them. So, Agreed. Yeah. And obviously, I'm speaking from a more competitive mindset, you know, not so much casual, but, you know, still, like, have fun. Have fun. Yeah. And that's all that really matters is just being able to do the fun thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's why we all play it, right? We want to have fun. We want to have a good time. If we're not having fun or a good time, what's the point? Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't know who needs to hear this, but stop spiking your controllers. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate, I hate yeah. It's not, it's not cute. I understand it, it's, it's, lost, but it's not cute. It's a little, it's a little yikes every time I see it. Like, come on. So yikes, come on, We're all man. adults. Yeah. Just looking just, at you, Smash players. Just, just hit your thigh really hard and then say, good game, and then leave. You know what? Yeah, if and you then really go have to the to, just, then go to the evil think. bar and get drunk easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If yeah. you really just can't, just don't say GG and leave it at the. Yeah. <laughs> if you really want to be spiteful, you know. Yeah, squeeze your leg, squeeze your arm, do something. <laughs> Take a deep breath because all that anxiety, all that stress is like that's energy that builds up inside of you. Uh-huh. And regardless of the outcome, it needs to come out somehow. It doesn't dissipate. It needs yeah. to come out. So how you let it out is you know, a judgment of your character. So be mindful that regardless if you win or lose, you're going to have that energy that needs to come out in some way and find a healthy way to let it out. Yeah. That's the last thing you want to do is get caught on like a major stage on stream, you know, in front of hundreds of thousands to millions of people looking salty as hell. It's, it's not cute. So save yourself the trouble and, you know, find, find that healthy outlet you know, in the, in that situation, regardless of what happens. Yeah. Trust me, it's a, like I said, not cute and B, 
we are laughing at you. We are laughing at you. So but not like a fun way in like a, a gosh, fun way. Loser fun way. Come on. Yeah. Well, sometimes in a fun way, you know. Nah. We watch just compilations on YouTube <laughs> of just salt, but and let's be real, we all love to watch salt sometimes. It's it's a guilty pleasure of everybody. But that, that Schadenfreude is real. But also it's it's also coming from a place of like we want you to be better than that. We want you to not be so frustrated that you're expressing yourself in, you know, an overly aggressive or negative way. That's going to make yeah. you look bad because that's further going to um, uh, dissuade you from wanting to get better or looking back on the experience positively or, you know, what have you. So, yeah. Yeah. Like we want everybody to keep playing. We want everybody to do well. We want everybody to learn because we all lose. We all lose. It happens. Um, so yeah, take a deep breath and move on. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I personally I, don't have a whole lot to add. Yeah. I feel I'm, like the same boat. The, I'm just kind of saying stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we've hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Well. Uh, I think episode. We've had a long episode. Yeah, it's a pretty decently, pretty good length. Like uh, yeah. we hit in about an hour forty-five. Actually, wow. Yeah, pretty nice. good. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, providing some good commentary and some good. Yeah, oh, uh, that's my point. Yeah, definitely have to keep that in mind uh, uh-huh. for next time we do tournament. Oh wow, yeah. I actually need to set that up now that I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. If you guys need commentators, let me know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, this has been a lot of fun. I've never like talked on a podcast before, so this is a new experience for me. So yeah. thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, we no should problem. have you on when we do Soul Calibur at some point. Please, yeah. by all means. I, I, I absolutely love that. Yeah, I know nothing and would love for somebody who knows what's going on. I will happily teach you. Yeah. It's, a fun, it's a fun and very underrated game. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a bit of a hard game, but yeah. it's worth it. It's lots of pretty stuff. All right. Well, that about does it for uh, this episode. Here comes a new challenger. I was joined by Troy. Good boy. Austin. That was me. And Kaylin. I'm still happy to be here. And <laughs> I'm Garrett. And don't worry, the four-hour-long Garrett cut of this podcast is coming. 